Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 8, Episode 19 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is, There's No Place Like It. The IMDb user synopsis is, Lucy and Kevin look for their first home, as does Chandler. Turns out they're looking at the same place. Annie and Eric decide to buy their home from the church. Ruthios plans to move out to the garage apartment when Lucy and Kevin move out. What was your first impression? For an episode that was all about, like, things changing and people's lives changing and buying homes and selling homes, at the end of the episode, everything exactly is exactly the same. Like, nothing changes. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, so the entire, like, point of this episode is... Uh, the home is not a place, home is people, or a person, or something, and I know, like, whatever, it's, like, what, it's one of those sayings, you know, like, money can't buy you happiness, but, yeah, it can, (laughs) (laughs) or it can buy you, like, stability, and a home is a place, because it's a roof, and electricity, and Wi-Fi, people can't be (laughs) Wi-Fi, home is Wi-Fi. They also, yeah. I mean, I get right. it. I get it. It's, like, all wholesome well, like, and shit. The ref like, said something about, like, them always having a place, like, having a place to stay or whatever. And I was like, no, that's liter- literally what not buying this home means. And also, they're, they want to buy a home now, and I mentioned this while I was watching it. But, like, everybody's gone now, so what's the point of buying this house? It'd be one thing to buy it when you had all your kids in residence. But now, most of your kids are not in residence. Well, they talk that they want to keep it for the sentimental value, you know, because they've That's had... A stupid everybody stupid gr- your money. Everybody grew up there. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> like, well, I just wonder, too, like, when the Rev retires, he'll need somewhere to go. Oh, like, the right, church isn't right. going to, you know, they're not going to let him keep this house if they need to hire That's a true. new minister. That's so. true. And it doesn't seem like they have that much that much savings. My other gripe with this episode is their concept of money. Like, um... Kevin's idea about $500 being a lot of money. When you're buying a house, house, yeah. And then, but then, like, on the contrary, like, the Camden's not realizing after living in the house they've lived in for so long how much money their house cost. They're like, oh, our small inheritance should cover it. Right, and, like, it's a huge house, so it's going to be pretty expensive, and we learn. All right, well, we'll get into it, because... We're giving we're giving away spoilers <laughs> to our own episode. Um, so the cold open starts with the fact Cecilia at the Camden house, <laughs> yes. like they're at breakfast, and basically like the Rev and Annie are being all lovey davy, and um, basically everybody's like, "Where's Lucy and Kevin?" But they already left to go look at their uh, look at the house that was mentioned in the past previous episode, and this is when Ruthie's storyline kind of pops into existence because she's like, she wants the garage apartment. Um, As the oldest Camden, still like, living in the house if, when Lucy leaves. Just like to remind you all that Ruthie is 13? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, no, 14. 14. She said 14 in the oh, last okay. episode. 14 years old, and she wants to be in her own apartment. Okay. I mean, it is, like, right... It's literally in the house, but... Yeah, that's the other thing. They talk about the garage apartment like it's like it, an, uh, another entity, but it's basically just a big room. Yeah. Right? Um... Like, and it doesn't, like, I don't even think it has fully functional plumbing or anything. Right. Um, anyway, I always comment on how fake the kitchen is. Uh, and the, and uh, the rest of the cold open is Lucy and Kevin at Mr. Sugg's house. He is the man who is selling his home. From the brief glimpse of the inside of the home we got, it didn't look like it was much. No. And but, it's an elderly man living there alone, so you, 
like you get yeah. the idea. Like the the house probably hasn't had much work done on it in the recent past. So Lucy's trying to butter up Mr. Suggs, but Mr. Suggs isn't really going for it. And we learn that there's somebody else that has already placed a bid on the house. And now Lucy's like, well, we'll outbid them. But Kevin isn't willing to give more than $500, even though presumably they've spent 10, they're going to be spending tens and thousands, tens of thousands to hope maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars on this house anyway. Um, all right. That's the cold open. We'll start with, um, I guess, well, we kind of get a hint of this in the cold open, but, like, so at some point, Peter casually mentions to Ruthie that his he thinks his father is going on, like, dates with women, and he's like, we have to stop, um, we have to stop my father, because if, I need to keep both my parents single so that there's a chance they'll get back together. So he's like, we have to go spy at the promenade on my father. Um, so this kind of gets start, like, and Ruthie's kind of moping around about, like, oh, you're going to give the garage apartment to Martin. So she makes some comment, like, she asks permission to go to the promenade, and then Annie is like, well, someone needs to watch the twins, so she's like, oh, I have to ask Martin. And, um, she makes then she, she just is, like, rude to Martin yeah. when she asks to, like, I don't know exactly what she says, she but says, she's like, you, yeah, like... St- don't follow me to the promenade. Like, let me have some joy. Yeah. Remaining joy in my life. Um, so they go, they go out to spy on Vic. Um, and before they get there, we get to see that the woman that Vic is with is with Aunt Julie. So uh, Aunt Julie and Vic are connected because they're both going to AA. Um, I'd just like to say, I thought the point of Alcoholics Anonymous was the anonymous part. And just like, you know, you're so, it's supposed to be like, it's a thing that you do for yourself, um, and it's not really something you need to boast about if you don't want to. But I felt like most of this episode was everybody telling everybody else that they were at AA together. Or like, like oh yeah, they met each other at AA. And it's just like, isn't that like against the rules of AA? I don't know. I mean, if they're together and they're willing to admit that they went to AA, no, I meant like change the rules? I meant like Ruthie was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. She said it to like, you know, like, I don't know. I just thought it was... They were telling everyone. Yeah. It was weird to me. So we catch them at the promenade. Um, They're talking about the fact that Vic's kind of having some trouble. He's a bit abrasive. Yeah, getting along with the other people in AA. It's supposed to be like a post-AA, like, cool-down that they're having together, but nobody else shows up except for Aunt Julie. Apparently Vic called one of the other members... Chubby. Yeah. Um, Can't use pie as a replacement for alcohol. Chubby. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the quote, <laughs> yeah. in case you were wondering how Vic destroyed that relationship. And in a funny turn of events, they're both talking about how there's, like, a certain person in their lives that kind of... Makes them feel so pressured to be perfect. And, and in turn makes them pressured, like, to drink. And we find out that they're talking about the same man. It's Reverend Camden. It's Peter. No. <laughs> and Julie is pressured by Peter. <laughs> yes. Her whole life, she didn't even know him, but she drank it to... Run away from Peter. How considerate Peter is. Yeah. Um, So they have like a nice little rev bash, and it's like, Angelie's like, look, if I can stop being an alcoholic after living with him all of my life, then you can do it when you only know him just now. And he's like, damn, you're right, woman. Um, This is when we have uh, Peter and Ruthie see them, and Ruthie's like, no, Peter says, why is your Aunt Julie with my father? And for, like, a hot second, he thinks Aunt Julie's having an affair with Vic, which... Which they do think when 
because Ruthie says something. She's well. They they walk up yeah. to, they get caught. Vic sees them like in the bushes and, and calls them over, and they're like, "Oh, we don't want to interrupt your date." And then they're like, "Huh? You think this is a date? Um, You're crazy." So yeah, they have their little confrontation. This is when Peter learns that they know each other from AA, and everything's fine. And basically, Vic's gonna try harder, and Peter still has faith that his parents might. Get back together. Which is so stupid. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Ruthie is still pretty upset about Martin potentially taking the garage apartment, where Martin doesn't really have that much interest in it. Uh, we have a scene with him and Cecilia where they're looking through pictures, um, and he talks about how he wasn't a cool kid, but he His had, mom was the coolest mom. And that's why people are always over at his house and how... Because he comes from a military family, they moved around a lot, so it was not so like his mom was really keen on making sure that where they did live, it felt like a home. And this is when we get the phrase that it wasn't about the home, but the people inside the home. Mm. Mm. Um, and Martin's basically like, I, you know, I don't, I'm a guest in the Camden house, and I don't really, like, I don't want to intrude more than I already am. I know this isn't my house. And Ruthie kind of gets put in her place by the Rev, um, because Ruthie's like, why can't I get the garage apartment? And he's like, you're a child. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, okay. (laughs) And she kind of, I feel like they kind of orchestrated this, like, random, I feel like what they've been doing a lot this season, actually, is putting Ruthie in these positions where she's like, an enemy with somebody else. Like, there's a bunch of episodes where she's, like... With Cecilia, she, like, all of a sudden is, like, um, feels like Cecilia is, like, her, like, enemy in, like, the family. And now they're putting it with Martin. When I feel like we've not seen anything between, like, any type of animosity between her and Martin. So I don't understand where this, like, is coming from. I don't know why they're doing this to Ruthie's character, where she has a new enemy every day. But, um... Because she's a teenager and hormones. Oh, right. I think. I don't know. (laughs) But I don't like it because I'm, like... The contrast is, like, Peter, and he's, like, so cool all the yeah. time and, like, just re- really composed and never lets anything get to him, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you see a lot of Lucy and Ruthie's character now, and I don't like it. Like, I, the thing I liked about Ruthie was that she wasn't Mary and she wasn't Lucy. Yeah. She was Ruthie. But now she's, like, acting like Lucy, which is weird. Anyway, it ends with Ruthie and Martin kind of being, like... Ruthie's, like, I'm sorry I haven't treated you, like... Like, this is your home, but you're allowed to do it. Like, and the symbolism is that Martin hasn't changed anything in the room because he feels like a guest. And Ruthie's like, you're allowed to put your own things up on the wall. <laughs> and I will and he be, does. I will be like a sister to you. Which is weird. Yes. Um, so that's that. Moving on. Yeah. So we've got, I guess, the main storyline um, of the episode, which is all about Lucy and Kevin buying the home that they saw on the last last episode. We learn at the outset that they've already put an offer in on it, and it like they're sitting down in the elderly man's house, Mr. Suggs, and talking with him about how they want to buy the house. Um, and then he's like, well, I already got another offer, and it's for my asking price, so um, you're out of luck. And then they raise him $500 on a house. On a house! And they... And Kevin keeps complaining about how that's a lot of money. Well, because it's 500 over the asking price, and they don't think it's worth the asking price, which I can see. 
Um, but if you're already putting in like however many thousands of dollars, five hundred. Like if they really, really, really want that yeah. house because it's down the street from the Camden's house or whatever, like another like two thousand is not. First of all, it's all going to be like more. You know, you just yeah. need the down payment. Like, um, so you pay a mortgage for like two thousand dollars is like not even. It's like six more months on your mortgage. So Lucy is um, baking cookies as a way to bribe. Mr. Suggs to get what she wants because cookies is how you get to buy what a house. I mean, I wish. Imagine if that's what all you needed to buy a house just to be good at baking <laughs> cookies. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um, meanwhile, on the other side of town, um, Chandler and Jeff are getting to know each other. They're spending some time together. Uh, basically, they're doing kind of this, like, rundown of all the things that Jeff is supposed to be doing but can't do because his grandma can't take him anywhere. So they meet. They have a parent-teacher conference. They go to the dentist. Um, they go to pick up grandma's glasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they're, we kind of run, we have the two storylines kind of meet up with each other when Chandler and Jeff are eating lunch outside of Mr. Sugg's house and Lucy, Kevin... The Rev and Annie show up at Mr. Suggs' house. And this is when they learn that they're bidding against each other. And Chandler's like, well, it's mine, because I already put in $5,000 over the... Like, I've done it $5,000 over the asking price. And there's this great line by Mr. Suggs where he refuses cookies because... Because he has diabetes, and then he slams the window. (laughs) Um... So there's then this, like, fight that kind of happens between Lucy and Chandler. Well, actually, not Lucy and Chandler. It's between Lucy and Jeff, because that makes sense. A grown woman versus a teenager? Wait, is he a teenager? He was a kid? Yeah. How no, old is he's Jeff? Like, he's like a little kid. He looks like he's, like, 10 or 12. Like. Oh, yeah, I guess so. He doesn't look like a teenager. I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, Aaron, he definitely looks like he's in middle school. Aaron gave me a little bit of trivia, which I will give to you now. Yeah. Um, the actor that plays Jeffrey is actually related to David he's, Henry. He is the brother of David Henry, star of Wizards of Waverly Place, and that's about it. Yeah. Oh, he was in he was in another movie, too, I think, in a movie. David Henry? Yeah. Probably another Disney Channel thing. No, I think he did, like, one thing that was real that wasn't Disney. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, basically, Lucy's like, it's my house. I want it. We saw it first. And Chandler's like, well, I paid for it, and also it makes no sense for you to get this house because the Camdens don't own their house, and if you want to be close to your parents, they might not be here soon because who knows what the church is going to do with the Cam Casa. Um, and then there's this great moment where Jeff becomes my favorite character because he pulls a water hose on all the Camdens. And then they make it slow motion, and it was very, um, strange. Yeah, because it was, like, Kevin and slow-mo running after this kid, and he had this look on his face, which wasn't good. (laughs) It was kind of menacing, but not in a, like funny way in a kind of I'm actually going to hurt this child kind of way. Yes. Um, Because he had his hands out like he was going to choke him. So this kind of propels, like this interaction kind of propels. Okay, I don't even understand why Chandler even listens to this kid. (laughs) So now the kid, Jeffrey, is like, we have a scene in, in the Rev's office and Jeffrey is sitting there and he's like, you know what, I don't even like that house. I don't think you should buy it. I don't want it. And Chandler is letting this child that he has the intention to get to know, to possibly have the intention to adopt, 
tell him what to do when it comes to making life decisions such as buying a home. Um, apparently the kid would have to change school districts and he doesn't want to leave his grandma's house and da 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 Chandler's like, I guess you're right, not buying that house. Meanwhile, because of what Chandler said to the Camdens, the Camdens are like, we're going to buy our house. <laughs> um, so then they go over down to Lou, but then they find out that their little small inheritance from Grandpa Jackson... Isn't enough to get them the church house. Their massive house. Yeah. Which they've, like, made better because they made the garage apartment a garage apartment. Yeah. And they and they also... The attic yeah. used to not be a bedroom, and now there's, like... Room. And they added a bath, another bathroom. Yeah. So, like, what do you expect, Camdens? They shouldn't have been doing that that whole time. The church should have been paying for all of that. Uh, meanwhile, my favorite scene in all of... No, this is not true. I always say this. But one of my... T- a good scene in my book was when Lucy was basically... Lucy's really, like, all about this house, so much so that Kevin's like, you need to get your priorities straight, I'm leaving, and she calls up Roxanne, who is coloring her hair, uh, which is an important plot point, and Roxanne comes over, and Lucy's like, seduce Chandler into changing his mind about the house, and Roxanne's like, you are the pettiest person I know, can't believe you're asking me to seduce Chandler, you're supposed to want to be a reverend, how are you gonna, like, follow in your parents, in your dad's footsteps if you're so selfish? And Lucy was... No, this was, like, the best thing that anyone's yeah. ever said to Lucy. Yeah. Um, because she just It's lays, so true. She was like, you're the most petty person I've ever met in my life. And that How she's dare so, you yeah. defame the ministry? And she's, like, selfish, and how is she going to be? It's, like, it's a really... It, she writes... There's a phrase, like, wig snatched. There's a bunch of things. Like, things happen. <laughs> right? Like, slay, Roxanne, <laughs> all the words, you know. <laughs> so, um... That Like, that gets Lucy thinking, and she kind of apologizes to Chandler, and Chandler's like, well, I'm not buying the house, because... I withdrew my offer, so... Because Jeffrey doesn't want it. Uh, and instead, uh, like, Chandler finds out about the fact that the Camdens can't afford their house, so he decides, well, I got all this money. I'm just gonna buy a house for the Camdens. An absurdly expensive house, I imagine, because it's enormous, um, and they have that huge, like, their backyard is huge. They have a side yard and a backyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's wild. So the Camdens go, thanks, but no thanks. Because we realized <laughs> that home is people, and people are home, but not Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> but it's okay, because the Camdens don't even have the internet yet. And you can set, tell me that this is, like, an inconsistency or whatever, because, I don't know, the Rev is on the laptop sometimes, and they, talk, they talked earlier in episodes about using the internet. But I swear there is an episode coming up when Ruthie gets into high school, and she says something about them not having... Like it's an episode that aired in 2004, and she says something about them not having internet in the house yet. Which is so, crazy. I feel like, when did I start having internet? As soon as AOL became a thing, we had internet in the house. I would say, like, 1997 or 98 is yeah, when yeah, my yeah. family, like, got the internet. Like, I wasn't using it then, but... Yeah, it was definitely the 90s. I was... I, I remember specifically because I was in the third grade, and I needed to do a project on clownfish, <laughs> and I couldn't find anything in the library, so I went to the internet. Wow. Yes. What did you find? Like, Finding Nemo? Nope, you're too old. No. <laughs> no, this was definitely... I was in third grade... Uh, no, this was, like, mid-90s. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, nine, like, because 90, 97, it was 97. <laughs> you know exactly which year you did the clownfish report. <laughs> um, something, maybe 96, I don't know, whatever, it was a thing. Um, so, what were we talking about? So. Oh, right. Um, 
home. <laughs> what is home? Uh, but that's it. So they say no to that, uh, and nothing changes. Rev, the Rev and Annie are still, the, they still are, like, living in the Camden house because the ministry has given it to them, but they, it's not theirs. Um, Chandler and Jeff are not moving into a new home, um, and Lucy and Kevin are still living in the garage apartment. So, so everybody is, but everyone, all the people are around them all, so it's like they're all home. Um, the only person that really gets any gain or change out of this episode is Mr. Suggs, who sells his house to the church so the church can use it as a rental to make money. Yeah. Um, and he sells it at less than the asking price because he thinks doing that will get him into heaven. Sound logic. Um, and that's the episode. That's it. That's it. People try to buy houses and then they don't. You may notice that these episodes are getting less and less content filled and more and more dead space and dead air. It is because the shark has been jumped. Yeah. I, I, I think I was right with my assumption about the last episode. I get, like, the point of this, but nothing changed. I hate episodes like that where you put in all of this stuff, like... You get the point of this? No, like, I get the point of, like, like the whole, yeah. st- like, the arc of, like, you can't make it just home feels a place. Like, it just feels like right now that the show is, like... Stagnant. Because they keep giving everybody a storyline, and there's no growth among any characters. Uh, like, even if we just, like, I don't care that Martin isn't part of the family, but, like, why don't we have a few, give him a few, like, issue episodes or whatever. He's supposed to be, like... The teenager. 16, yeah. yeah. And then, like, Ruthie, they could just show a little bit of growth, um, but... They just focus, they're focused too much, like, I can't wait till Chandler and Roxanne are gone, and, I don't know, it's, I hate it. (laughs) Yeah, like, they gave an entire story, like, like, they are bringing Aunt Julie back for Vic. We didn't even have Aunt Julie have a scene with anybody in her family other than Ruthie. She was brought back for Vic. What a horrible use of character. Like, come on. Anything else. Yeah. I don't know. Do better. <laughs> Do- go back and <laughs> fix this. Um, so clearly we're annoyed, but we are getting towards the end of the season, and usually at the end of the season we get some things. Well, at least we'll get one bad two-part episode. Yeah. And then we'll have the start of season nine, and then we'll only have nine, ten, and eleven left. Like, has everybody forgotten about Matt and the fact that his marriage was on the rocks? Like, what the hell is happening with uh, him? Yeah, like, they brought him back for an episode to be like, oh no, his marriage is in trouble, and then they sent him back away. Or, like, or oh, like they, Mary is pregnant and, like, about to give birth. That was casually mentioned yeah. in the last episode, and I was like, oh, did they just accidentally reveal Lucy's pregnancy? And then I was like, oh, wait, nope, it's their other daughter that's pregnant. Like, why not? I mean, I know you're not going to have Jessica Biel back, but you will definitely have the actor that plays Carlos. Just have him on the phone again for an episode. Oh, my God, did, did I? I think you knew about that. That's how Mary's baby is born. Yeah, like, you mentioned uh, that to the, me. <laughs> over the phone. Over the phone. We never see Jessica Biel. It's just Carlos on the phone in the ha- hallway at the hospital, like, okay, she's pushing now. And then he comes back and he's like, okay, the baby's born now. <laughs> Great. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> it's, it's a really exciting episode, as you can tell. So what would you rate this one? Uh, I gave the last one a 1. 1.5. Um, then I would give this one a 1.5, because on par. I mean, I think I actually like the last one better, so I'm going to give this, I'm giving it a 1. I'm giving this a two. Um, I hate this stuff, I told you. It's like a reset button. You just press it, and it's not, it, It's like this episode didn't happen. Right. Like, the next episode's going to happen, and it's not, it doesn't matter. Except we know it's, like, vaguely introduced the plot point of, like, Lucy and Kevin moving out, which does actually eventually happen. So oh, like, really? I thought they just lived in the garage apartment no. forever. So that, like, seed is planted, but... 
But it was planted episodes ago with when she threatened Sent- to move out. Yeah. Because she got in a fight with Annie. Yeah. So they didn't need to do this. Ugh. Anyway, okay. All so- right. <laughs> so you can follow us on social media and see, I don't know, um, maybe Vic and Julie enjoying a coffee or Martin's house, his favorite house from growing up. Or Mr. Suggs. And you can see that on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Camden Cast Show. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash camdencast. And you can continue listening with new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday um, on soundcloud.com slash camdencast, on the Apple iTunes podcast app, and on Stitcher. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. This is Camdencast. Feeling in the 